Our first reading is from the book of Micah, to be found on page 933, if you've got the Bibles. Micah 5, verses 2 to 5. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor gives birth and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, and the first seven verses. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Anne. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to Emmanuel this morning. Uh, if we haven't yet met, my name's Tom. I'm the vicar here at Emmanuel. And it's a joy to be all together as we celebrate Jesus' birth this morning. Good news of great joy for all the people. Uh, I don't know what you've been most looking forward to about Christmas. I know the children have been counting down the days till the presents. Um, for me, it's the food. I'm looking forward to my Christmas lunch uh, and then probably the nap afterwards. Uh, I know there's some parents among us who've been looking forward to Boxing Day when the washing up is done and we actually fall asleep and stop. Uh, getting together with family and friends, losing track of time, not knowing what day of the week it is, the laughter and celebration. There's so much that we look forward to at Christmas, isn't there? Uh, and we're here today to remember the reason for the season, the centre of it all, Jesus Christ, the centre of Christmas. And you could sum up the Christmas message in three words. Uh, you know these words, they're very familiar. God with us. Uh, in Hebrew, Emmanuel, the name of our church. That God is with us. That's the good news of Christmas, that God has come close. That he's not far away, that he's not distant. He's right in the middle of our lives. All the pain, all the hardship, all the joys and celebrations. That God is interested in us. 
that he's real, that we can know he exists because he came and lived as a human being, that he has come close to you and me, God with us. Uh, And this isn't just a nice story for the kids. It's not just tea towels on our heads and away in the manger uh, and a nice sparkly moment. This is life-transforming, world-changing news, good news of great joy for all the people. Uh, And it's so easy because we're familiar with it, we hear the same story every year, to lose sight of its cosmic significance. So I've got three reminders for us this morning of the true scale, the true scope of Christmas to help us to keep them in their proper perspective. And I've got some visual aids to help me. So here's the first one. Who could tell me what this is? What's this? Go on. A calendar. What do we use it to do? Very good. We use it to count down the numbers till Christmas. Now, do you have enough chocolate yet? You do have enough chocolate. Do you want some more? No? Okay. I've got an advent calendar going. Where's a hand? Where do I... I'm looking for one hand. There we go. There can't be too much chocolate in the Downey household. There we go. Merry Christmas. That's very generous from the master's household. Um, It's 2023. It's 2023 years since what? Since the very first Christmas. Christmas is the way that we organise the whole of human history and time, the centre of our calendar. Uh, We divide our years, BC, before Christ, before Christmas, before Jesus was born. AD, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, 2023. We count every time we write the date, 2023 years since Jesus was born. And yet we so often take it for granted, don't we? We count down the days till we get presents or a big meal or a nap. When the people before Jesus, as the reading in Micah that Anne read for us, were literally counting the centuries until Jesus came. Before Jesus, life was just as hard as it is now. People still got ill, people still passed away, we were still lonely, we still struggled, we were still anxious. All the same things we struggle with today. But before Jesus, there was no hope of eternity, no confidence in what would come after death because no one had come back to make a way. There was no uh, assurance of God's presence, God with us in the middle of the pains and sorrows and joys and celebrations of life. People were waiting for God to come and fix the mess, send a saviour, bring light in the darkness. And that's what Jesus came to do. He is the centre of history. And the world is never the same because now on our worst day, God is with us. He's come in Jesus. On our best day, he is with us. And we have a sure and certain hope of what is to come, washed by him, ready to spend eternity with him. Jesus is the very centre of human history. No one's influenced the world like Jesus did. No king, no queen, no emperor, no philosopher, no warrior, no politician. No one has changed the world the way that Jesus did. And yet he never left Israel, never ran for office, never wrote a book, never led an army. And yet he changed the world more than anybody else. Jesus is the centre of history. Second reminder, uh, and I've got here a Bible to help illustrate this, but I've got a problem with this Bible. I don't know if you can see this. When I read this Bible, it's just completely blank. There's absolutely nothing in it. Uh, And this is the way, frankly, that lots of people find the Bible. When we read it, it makes no sense. It was written in different languages to different cultures thousands of years ago by multiple authors. It feels impenetrable sometimes. 
Uh, but then perhaps when you come to church or if you have questions, you come to an Alpha course, you start to explore it, start to see some of the things written in it, perhaps start to understand some of the morals, some of how the stories fit together. We read the Bible and it, it's like it clicks into outline. I've got an ooh there, that's good, isn't it? That's good. And again, it's, it's not very exciting, is it? It's not very eye-catching, but at least we have a bit of an idea what's going on in the stories once we've come to church for a little bit or started reading our Bibles, come and ask our questions at Alpha. But Jesus is not just the centre of history. Jesus is the centre of the whole Bible. All of the Old Testament is pointing forward to him. He's the fulfilment of the prophets, the one who came to save us. He's the fulfilment of the story, the king who was promised who would come and reign. He's the fulfilment of the law, the one who forgives us when we fall short and brings us back to God. And when you come to know Jesus, when you see that he is the centre of the whole Bible, it's not impenetrable anymore. It's not boring anymore. It clicks into a glorious technical. Oh, I've got a bigger room that time. That's good, yeah. Look at that. Jesus. Okay. I think you've been bored in every sermon I've given for the last 18 months, haven't you? More magic tricks, Tom. There we go. Okay. Jesus is the centre of the whole Bible. The whole thing points to him. He is the point, he's the purpose. Every page reveals Jesus. Every page speaks of the one who is God with us, come to change our lives. Jesus is the centre of history. Jesus is the centre of the scriptures. Uh, and the third, I have the best illustration. You're going to be disappointed, but it is the best illustration. <laughs> he's the centre of history, he's the centre of the Bible. He wants to be the centre of our lives. Uh, and my illustration for this third point, it's just, it's, it's you wonderful lot. Perhaps picture yourself. Um, when you look in a mirror, picture your face, picture yourself. Jesus, the centre of history. Jesus, the centre of the scriptures. He wants to be the centre of your life. He came for you. That's the good news of Christmas, that God loves you, that he created you. That when you were far from him, he came to earth so that he could know you. For you, Jesus died. For you, he rose from the dead. For you, he is present this Christmas. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for you. He offers forgiveness, hope, peace. He wants to be the centre of all that you are, to make life as it should be, to help you become the person that you dream of being, but you can't be by yourself, to walk with you through all the joys and all the sorrows. At Christmas, we remember Jesus the baby. And every sacrifice that Jesus made, coming down to be born in a stable, living, being persecuted, rejected, dying on a cross, he did every bit of it for you, that he might know you and that you might be able to know him at the centre of your life. That's his offer to us this Christmas. It's the greatest gift of all, the gift of Jesus Christ, centre of history, centre of the scriptures, offering himself to us. Uh, so as I close, let me, let me pose that as a question. Is Jesus the centre? this Christmas? Or do we treat him a bit like the fake tree and we put him with the tinsel and the wrapping paper and the baubles back in the cupboard until Christmas comes another year? Because that baby, he didn't stay a baby, he grew and became a man, he died in my place and yours, he lives and is alive again, ruling the universe for my good and yours. And he wants to be the centre of all our lives. That's the true meaning of Christmas, an invitation to live from this peace and joy, this confidence, this hope, all year long, to know God with us, where we need him most. So shall we pray? Shall we invite Jesus, the newborn King, to be the centre of our lives, not just this Christmas, but all year round? 
And let's have a moment of quiet. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came for us, God with us. Thank you for your love for each one of us. Thank you that you came close so that we could know you. Lord, we're sorry for where we've put you at the sidelines and not the centre over this last year. We're sorry for when we've treated you like a nice story for the kids, but not recognised you for who you are, the centre of history, the centre of the scriptures, the one who deserves to be the centre of all things. Would you come in, we pray, fill our hearts and lives this Christmas. Lord Jesus, we receive you. Thank you that you love us when we don't deserve it. Thank you that you come close. Thank you that your invitation is for each one of us, that you love us more than we could ever imagine. Lord Jesus, Prince of Peace, Lord of Life, would you come into our hearts this Christmas and help us to live for you, to shine as lights in the world, this day and all our days. Amen.